is a magical operation of maximum importance. The initiation of a new Aeon. When it becomes necessary to utter a word, the whole planet must be bathed in blood. Ah yes, welcome to Dead House Whispers. <laughs> everyone, and welcome to Dead House Whispers. I'm your host, Calypso, as well as Faceless Mike. Greetings. As usual. And uh, in Dead House Whispers, we talk about everything Dead House Sonata, a spiritual successor to Legacy of Kane. It's a narrative-driven action RPG in which you play the undead fighting the living. Dead House Sonata development is leading on PC, and it will support all major platforms. Probably, you name it, it'll maybe, maybe on there. Um, so welcome back, everyone. Uh, hope everyone is doing well. And uh, yeah, let's let's go. Let's get right into it. How are you? How are you doing, Mike? Doing surprisingly well, especially after what we uh, got to announce recently. Yes, I'm super excited for today's topics. It's going to be a good episode. We've we've a few things to go through, so just run through. We've got a certain uh, art reveal. We have a certain engine to talk about. We have a very particular video that we're going to show. Mm. And then we're going to summarize a few of the things that have been going on lately. Alrighty. So and as always, we must do the shilling. Yes. Everyone, please check out deadhousesonata.com um, where you can get out all your Dead House Sonata news. That's H-A-U-S as in Dead House like Ba House. Um, we also have a bunch of merch. You can get the old world merch campaign. That's still going on. Um, you can get shirts, hoodies, tank tops with this old world logo. Be one of the original OG boys. Um, that's on the Dead House website as well. Um, <laughs> from the store, the store link, deadhousesonata.com store link um designed by humans or stream labs and there you go Over it'll all be connected in there and as i so lovingly say on wednesdays the end is nigh people the <laughs> countdown is real now like it's getting close it's getting, getting close. to the end of july which means the old world founders packs is gone now the important part to that is not only do you get to brag about i was there at the beginning man i seen it from the start you get a ton of kick-ass like different cosmetic items in game plus one of the most important bits bonus platinum like yeah. I can't emphasize enough of that. You're gonna want the cosmetic crap. So bonus platinum. That's the most important thing in the world. So anyone listening to this later on on Spotify, if you're watching this on YouTube, down below here, deadhousesonata.com, check it out, grab a founders pack, grab some merch. You will want to be in part of this, especially after the big announcement. But before we get to the big announcement, Calypso. We were, uh, we must pardon our absence recently, but yes. there was some stuff going on. And in our absence, there was a particular reveal, which I guess there was up right now. And what was shown was this is my, this is my favorite, I think, so far of our tarot card art reveals the mist form. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. Um, Again, everybody, uh, uh, for those of you listening um, uh, on Spotify, uh, on the Deadhouse YouTube, there's the art reveal stream that they have for this tarot card 
um, reveal. Uh, so Dead House Sonata uses, just as a refresher, a tarot card mm -hmm. system. It's like your skill tree within a skill tree, just to like put it in the most basic terms. Um, and with each card that you have in your deck comes with um, a piece of art. And this one right here is our mist form uh, art for it. Because vampires have different forms, and one of them is mist. And it is so good. I just keep staring at this constantly. I keep going, is that Kane? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's totally Blood Kane? Omen. The moment I saw this, I was like, oh, wow, it's just Blood Omen 2021. For those of you who played the original, played the original Blood Omen, the mist form, um, it's it's literally the exact same artwork almost, one-to-one -one almost, only updated to a 2021 gorgeous I thought it was more of the, the beguile one, you know, the disguise. Oh, funny. yeah, the Instead disguise. Of the, the yeah. half cane, half human, but this time it's mist. Now, the yeah. real question that was being asked in the Discord before was, is he turning into mist form or is he carrying back into a vampire from Ooh. mist form? Ooh, that's good. That's a good... That's a good question. I think it could go both ways. Maybe he's turning on one end. You could look at it on one end where he actually looks like he's turning back into human form because hmm. the mist is like swirling around and curling and kind of going into a pattern where it's yeah. like reforming. So I can see that. But at the same time, it could be that it's blowing away and he's blowing into like the wind or something while he's turning into mist and like decom. Deforming de de or uh, evaporating <laughs> into mist. See, from Scarif, we don't cover old world, we riot. Yes. Yes. There will be old world. Don't this worry. This is actually, it's actually my wallpaper, now. This oh, is my wallpaper nice. now. Literally, Bishop. I'm setting it as I do this. <laughs> Bishop, compared yeah. to Dance Macabre, the art style seems very different. So I wonder if we will see alt arts in the future. That's an interesting one. That's a good one. I would love that. I wouldn't mind um, alternate art uh, for each um, like tarot card. Uh, so we're going to have 78 different cards with 78 different art styles per class. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. that'll be mm -hmm. interesting. <laughs> I mean, fan art, there could be um, like the user when user content eventually comes down the road way, way, way down the line. Um, I can easily see um, t the tarot cards getting like, you know, redone art, like fan art or whatever, uh, uh, just, you know, I think this version looks cooler. So then you can throw it up and it's like just a texture pack or something. I'm calling my cooler. spin to win now. I want my spin to win. Oh dude. I would love that. What would that, what do you think the art would be though? for spin to win? <laughs> It has to be the two axes or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe no, I love this. I love the glow behind the vampire here in this um it, it, it reminds me of fire almost it's yeah. got like a halloweeny halloweeny aesthetic a little bit for it's for like lack beautiful. of a better description i um, love the fact of if you zoom in can i zoom in here no if you look here you can see even his eye is turning into mist yeah the red is bleeding out and that's just stunning it's gorgeous. i just love that and i've been curious I brought it up on the stream before as well. What are the mist form abilities going to be? Okay, there's obviously like time in mist form, but like, will we get a poison mist form? Will we get a blood mist form? We can just drain the blood from someone if we like, you know, hover over them. Uh, poison, cool. an ice type one, because mist doesn't necessarily need to be like frozen, frozen, but it can be really cold to freeze someone. Uh, heat, mist, steam, you know, are like going. Are they going to? Um, is it going to function in different ways? 
Like, let's say you have Mist Form um, in your deck, and like maybe there's a dodge move that you can use, but rather than um, rolling or just having a speed, like a quick speed dash, they do the whole Legacy of Kane Defiance thing where you turn into Mist. And I was thinking that, that exactly. Maybe if you level it up, one of the nodes you can unlock in is uh, dodge, Mist dodge. So exactly, exactly what you said. Instead of yeah. rolling, you just kind of boom, you phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that'd know? be so cool. And you could phase through people and maybe like do damage that way or something. Attack cool. a guy, phase through him, backstab. You know, the the, the mm-hmm. options there are nuts. I'm I'm just dying to see what way it turns out and what will happen because yeah. it'll be amazing. It's gonna be awesome. This is it's definitely uh. See now, um, I I I, re- I recently on my YouTube. If you guys follow me, you can follow me, um, on YouTube as the Necro Libriatus pending. Um, and um, I released a video. Uh, and with it, I talk about everything we're talking about here, only like just really quickly gists. One of them is these mist card forms. Um, inform me, Mike, I could be wrong on this. I said that this wasn't the final version and this was just like, you know, concept art. And then the final version we're going to get is going to be something more akin to the dance macabre where it's like a 3d rendered almost image, um, is that this, or is this the final version? No, this is apparently this. I've been told this is the final artwork. Alrighty, so you just haven't seen it in card form because Mm -hmm. they're going to be there is alterations and stuff like that. So like needs to be done. Hi Sherry, it's going to be done in different versions. So Mm -hmm. you know, basically, this is the artwork. You just haven't seen it with the trim, the same way as we had with the dance record. But that's the art. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Super. Super excited. Um, This also brings me to thinking, um, if like. I can't remember. What do you think? Mist is going to be under um, the magical state. You think, right? Will That's there be what like, I think? Will there be physical and essential versions of this card, perhaps? Hmm. And the physical version is like maybe rather than turning into mist form, you turn into just like a giant glob of floating blood. Or <laughs> I'm just theorizing here. A giant. No, blob I don't. Of like I don't think there'll be different blood. versions, but I do think there'll be different unlocks on this. You get me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like a mist form version one, two, three, ten, twenty. Yeah. So, like, as the graph, it's kind of like it's not necessarily a skill tree because it's a graph because some of them will go out in different directions or all in one way and stuff like that. So. Like maybe there'll be two sides, so there will be an offensive and defensive, as Bishop is mentioning there. So maybe one is forms and the other is abilities. So like time frame, maybe you can unlock the ability to drain blood, like we we're saying, or poison mm-hmm. or freeze and stuff like that. I don't know what way that's going to go. I gen I genuinely don't know that, and I'm really dying to see that. In regards to the different aspects, no, I have a feeling that the forms will be the different aspects. So maybe werewolf is vitality, mist, magical, oh, yeah. werebat, yeah. essential, or something to that akin, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Yeah. It, it's interesting it's really, to find out, though. I love <clears throat> what they did. I just love everything about this piece. Like, I like how they incorporated the armor into it, how it's clearly Zorn. It looks, it's clearly... To me, anyway, I see Zorin from this rather than like just generic vampire, um, because of the armor and it just looks—it's so good. Seriously, guys, if you're listening, go. I might even make this the thumbnail. I'm not sure. Um, like this is just such a good 
piece of art. It's, it's saying, I need that armor. I need that armor. I do need that armor. It's amazing. You can <laughs> find the original stream where they reveal it, and it's a better, better visuals on the Dead House YouTube. Um, it's it's even I think it's even uh, the the title of it is like art reveal tarot card and there it is right there. Um, so yeah, definitely check this out. It looks it looks amazing, guys. It's and really really good. Speaking of reveal, Calypso, yes. I believe we had another one. Uh, let me just get this out here. I believe we had another reveal recently. I believe so. I believe and it was yesterday. It was one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like it was very very recent. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up here. If you want to pull in our little segue, as someone who works in game development, I'll let yes. you take the lead. All right. So I am super excited about this. Um, this is uh, the Open 3D engine, um, and it is a new engine that is being worked on um, by Dennis Dyack, by Apocalypse Studios, and a bunch of other people. Um, Linux Foundation is behind it. It's a Linux um, Foundation like based um, engine pushing everything forward. Super, super exciting. Um, what this is, it's an open source game engine, the Open 3D Engine <laughs> O3DE. It's not Amazon Lumberyard. Just because Amazon is part of this project and helping with it doesn't mean it's, it's Amazon not even, Lumberyard. It's not even. Um, close. It's a base engine. I've, I've dipped into the I've dipped into the source code and the GitHub code code a little bit. Um, it's not Amazon Lumberyard. It it might be uh, taking and borrowing and using things from like CryEngine and everything, but it's very much a from the ground up um, game engine, open source game engine. You can go any any aspiring coders and programmers out there, look this up. Look up the Open 3D Engine or O3DE. Um, look up the GitHub. Dig into the code if you want. Um, what this is is. It's an open source engine, so anybody can go in and dig into this engine yeah. and um, build from it. Um, build a, like like a, take things from it that you want, maybe in your own engine or whatever, and you're good to go. Um, expand upon this engine and make it better. You're good to go. It's it's an it's a fully open source. Anybody can take a crack at it. Engine. Um, as as to read it there. Open source real-time 3D development engine. The Open 3D engine, or O3DE, is an Apache 2.0 licensed multi-platform 3D engine that enables developers and content creators to build AAA games, cinema-quality 3D worlds, and high-fidelity simulations without any fees or commercial obligations. Hey, All Shiny. Fact. Create hey, shiny. AAA games and high-fidelity simulations. O3DE has development has been developed with cutting edge real-time graphics, complex interactions in mind, create robust, engaging experience with O3DE's multi-threaded photorealistic renderer, extensible, extensible, I'll get those words right one day, 3D content editor, data-driven character animation system, real-time physics engine, and access to a growing open source community. And what should really excite anyone that's a fan of Deadhouse, do y'all recognize this room? Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't notice that. I know Shiny knows this room. That looks. It looks. Uh, it looks almost like an octahedron, and some triangles. Yeah. 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 It almost looks like there's a throne here. Hmm. I wonder what that could be. 
Um, that says built for extensibility. O3DE's modular architecture is built for customization from day one. Each one of O3DE's integrated components, called gems, uh, can be adopted separately, giving you access to specific functionality needed for your games or applications. Add new editing tools, features, development workflows to your project, or choose from a variety of community-maintained gems to extend and enhance the engine's capabilities. That means it's potentially infinitely upgradable. Integrate with your favorite cloud services. O3DE's gem system provides integrations and support for cloud services to add functionality to games and simulations. Choose from existing backend cloud modules or create your own gems with custom capabilities to bring your favorite cloud services to life. So like this has been developed in conjunction with dedicated members, including Adobe, AWS, that's Amazon Workstation, Huawei, I'll never get that right. Uh, Intel, Niantic, and a lot of others. So like there's little mm -hmm. tutorial videos and information on all of this. Cause like here, if you take a look, like it's got the, the Atom render, talks about AWS gems. It talks about popcorn. It talks about like, there's a load of stuff involved in all of this and it is incredible. And uh, thanks to uh, Mr. Dyack last night, uh, we, we have another character reveal here. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a, a <clears throat> I can't remember his name. I can't remember his Rostad. name. Rostad. Rostad. Yes, generic sentry number three. No. Um, oh, Rostad. he's like, a nut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I didn't get my mouth shut on that. So this right here, this picture of Rostad that we see, and um, the other picture of Dead House with the pyramids down below. It's like um, because this is such an early in development engine, but the fact that they already have this level of visual fidelity. Um, here just means that it can only get better. And I've said that in, in, uh, in a video recently. This is um, it out the gate. Better. Yeah, it's like, um, we were talking about this before, um, before wow the, the show. Apparently you have to say it, Huawei. 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 Okay. So Huawei. Um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but um, it, it takes a madman to build a game engine as well as make a game at the exact same time. The Masters of Doom, Carmack and Romero, and Peterson um, did it with Doom and Quake. Um, Valve did it with Half-Life, where they built their own engines um, while building a game at the same time, and we got masterpieces out of those. So th the fact that you have an open source engine headed by the dudes from Linux, which means it's the most secure slash open um, thing available that anybody can dig into and only improve upon with thousands and thousands of people only means that this engine's potential ability is limitless and will only get better. So you have guys like CD Projekt Red who built their own Red Engine and its visual fidelity is ridiculous. It's out the roof. Um, and that's their that's their own in-house engine. With this, you like instead of a hundred couple hundred people working on it, you have thousands upon thousands of people because anybody can go in and dive into this thing. Epic did it with Unreal Engine during the development for one of the Unreal Tournament as well, right? Yes, Epic also did it, Cornson. Thank you. Um, so yes, and then like uh, like the whole thing is this is also free. Um, I'm using Unreal Four right now, but the whole problem is if I want to release a game with Unreal Four for my for my game, I have to pay a crap ton of money to unreal and not only that they take a certain percentage of my earnings they take like 25 percent or something ridiculous um with that or if i want to use this unreal or i can use this which it's free and no one's going to charge me with unity there's a hundred dollar fee every single time you want to release a game not to mention though whatever fee it is to upload your game on steam regardless so that's like a couple hundred bucks right there out the gate with this 
there's no money involved. There's no one's going to charge me if I want to use this engine. It's all 100% free to use. The only thing though, is that this is still incredibly early in development. Um, if you download it and want to use it or whatever, good luck. I, I highly uh, encourage that. Not for me right now, but um, if you're a builder and you're a madman and you want to go and dig in and start building an engine and helping with this project, go right ahead. The GitHub is already up and available. You just got a Google Open 3D Engine GitHub and you're good to go. Hey, um, that's show really them what it looks is. like? Yeah, let's show them what it looks like. <laughs> that's what I've wanted to do. We'll show them what it looks like. Now, I'm hoping this works correctly. <laughs> Hopefully. Let's, 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 let's <laughs> hope see. this all goes according to plan. Looks good. Let's get our volume up here. I hope this will go. Can you hear that? I got nothing. Maybe the audio's for the best then. Maybe. Nope. It's it's muted, no but audience. at least at least it looks good. Over, we'll talk over it and then do that because at least that'll stop any copyright issues in regards to that. That's true. This is it running. This is it running. Mike, you, you fool. fool. Nothing, Nothing ever goes. goes it never does. If it goes according to plan, well, the other side is it can't go according to plan if you don't make plans. Mm-hmm. That's the trick. But anyway, that probably sits me with audio issues because I have a bad feeling Twitch likes to misbehave mm -hmm. in regards to copyright issues, even though I have full permission to share this. But anyway, if you want to check yeah. it out, you can see there the old world on Open 3D Engine, just as search Deadhouse and not on YouTube. Trust me, it's the number one thing on it. But yeah, like, look at that, right dude. Now. I'm just going to keep replaying this and you can yeah, tell Yeah, go ahead. Like, the whole thing with this <laughs> is... Um, uh, if I recall Den uh, what Dennis said during um, the reveal yesterday is that everything in this trailer from like the lighting and everything to like the camera positioning is procedurally generated. Nothing was animated here. It's all um, procedurally generated done in the open 3D engine in this new engine. Um, the, like the lighting will change. Like some people commented on the shadows. Yes, the lighting changes depending on the perspective of the scene. It's um, dynamic mouth, lighting. Yeah, dynamic <laughs> lighting. It's all real-time lighting. The mouth, Shiny even pointed this out, um, I believe, yesterday as well. The mouth is actually using a new technology called uh, Jally, um, mm -hmm. where you yep. get the recording of someone's voice, um, tie it, like throw it into like these parameters, and it will... The AI that's behind Jally will listen to the voice and analyze it and then get the proper mouth movement and lip syncing um, as well. And you can tweak it to your to your ability as well, but um, generally it gets the whole thing done. The guys at uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 also used the Jally technology for their mouths. When okay, you switch, it, all, it all keeps covering it over there, but just to say, mm -hmm. in the bottom left-hand corner, for anyone who doesn't know, that says in-engine. This is in-game. Yes. This is what... Deadhouse Sonata actually looks like running. <laughs> looks pretty good to me. Looks pretty good to me. You guys can check this out on YouTube. It's the old world open 3D engine. Trust me, when you type in open 3D engine, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the first thing that'll pop up yes. um, to YouTube. And it's there's such a Conan vibe with this that I love. I love that this is just straight up like the ending of Conan the Barbarian where he's sitting on the throne and he's all sad. But uh, I I love this. Oh. I love everything. And the one that Dennis this. brought up as well on the stream is they're saying, oh, the hair doesn't look right. Yeah, the hair is not finished. 
No, there's yeah. uh, certain extra effects to go over and with that so that the hair is actually dynamic movement and all. When mm -hmm. you see that done, you can see it in the still in the stills where the in-game yeah. model for that is. It looks incredible. Yeah. But again, it's one area. thing to have a man sitting. It's another to have an army in motion. Yes. Oh, soon, Lord Scara. Soon. Very soon. And like, dear, iterate on this one. Uh, if you go check out the stream for Deadhouse Sonata that I was on last night, we run through some character turnarounds where we showed the community-assisted design might I point out, for the Legionnaire in-game, the in-game character model, there was a 3D rotation around him, both full-bodied and up-close. Uh, one for Lord Zorin, who looks badass. I love and, it. I love the Zorin one. That's yeah. fantastic. And one for Rostad, which, again, looks awesome. I'm surprised Scar didn't jump in with, yeah, I need that armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love the uh, like just just the the fact that again this is all in game from this new engine and it looks this good already is saying something that it will only you can bump this thing up to eleven and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah, like you were saying, uh, like, so this is it this. out the gate. Yeah. This isn't even it at a hundred percent. No, no, and it'll only get better over time. By the way, do you like the hammer? I do like the hammer. I did notice the hammer just now. Um, and I believe it's a bloody hammer, right? Is it that's, bloody or is uh, it just lighting? That's the lighting. That's that's the Gaztex hammer. That's the hand of Gaztex hammer. Okay. That that's old, a special that hammer. I love it. I love the throne that he's sitting on the throne. Um, it's so it's so good. It's so legacy of Kane right here. It's so like Conan. It's oh man. It just I can gush over this all day. Hammer time. <laughs> It's just even the damage in his armor and all like that. Like we just had the particles floating around and everything. It's just incredible. Yeah. It's great. It's really great. Like, I love the fact that with his crown, his skull's exposed. Is it? I didn't even notice that. Is it? Did you never see that with the gas sack? That's his uh -uh. skull. Oh, that's nuts. You didn't notice that in the still images either. Did I didn't you? notice that at all. Whoa. Oh, that's crazy. That's even cooler now, man. <laughs> you didn't see that before? You didn't notice mm -hmm. it? He, he mm -hmm. nothing on the top of his head. I had to laugh. Someone was saying, the lip syncing's off. How can the lip syncing be off? He doesn't have lips. Yeah, he doesn't have lips. Like, <laughs> he doesn't even I, have um, a nose. I will, I will admit that um, uh, to me, the animation looks a bit wonky. But um, that is because it's using... A bunch of different technologies or whatever that i don't think our eyes are used to yet um someone was saying when we were chatting in discord earlier that one of the problems is you're so used to seeing video games with the lips not being quite in sync so mm -hmm. when you see one where it is in sync it doesn't look right because shiny insisted that like she slowed this down and apparently she she's a lot of experience in this in the phonetic like movement of the lips when pronouncing uh, mm -hmm. words that this matches up yeah so i can only take her word for it but it matches yeah, up no, so that's I why like take how often do you see in a video game where the front lips protrude like that exactly like, you, know, you, you don't go, you go don't. back they a little bit there you see where it's often, like they often cut corners um, mm. 
they often cut corners when it comes to um, someone's mouth moving and lip syncing. Um, there, that's it. Yeah, Bre- breathing is a forgotten function in a lot of games. Yes. Yeah. So, like, depending on breath, like talking is just the movement of air back and forth through your like voice box, your throat. Yeah. So, like, that is a factor in it. It's just, uh, it's it's crazy. It's just really, it's 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 interesting. And once again, I think um, the more like you know we we start to see more of this in motion, and um, the more like the technology gets updated, and and even this like new Jolly technology for the lips and everything, the more that starts to get used in video games, because only like a couple have been using it so far. Um, I think is when people will start to like warm up to this and like will be less critical. Once again, it's still an early in development engine, but it looks this frigging good. Um, so you can't fault a group of people for releasing something from a new engine that looks this frigging good and having the confidence to do so. That's so- the funny part there. So Bishop Bishop brings up a really interesting one. You also have issues with the language. You can't line up everything with every language. If it's procedurally generated, you can. Yes. Um, and with this new Jolly technology, you can change the language on site. Um, you All you need to do all the way that, <clears throat> the way this technology works is it's AI driven. So it will, um, the, the technology will listen to the voice sounding, um, will attach itself to whatever game model you have, and then will think around um, the phonetics of the language and the, the movement of the language and the, the lips and the tongue clicking and everything like that, and even like the breathing patterns. And you can adjust it to where it's all mouth or just a little mouth or no lips. Um, CD Projekt Red has a video of it. Um, if you just Google like Jolly Cyberpunk 2077 or something, they, they have an entire showcase that's like 40 minutes long of them detailing this technology for their game for uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and um, the way how they used it for instead of having to hand animate it in Polish and Chinese and Japanese and, and American and Russian and stuff, they used this technology and it did it all for them. And it's flawless. You can't even tell the difference. It's crazy. Now, let's extrapolate on that, right? With this technology, with O3D and then using it with Taffy, which we discussed the last time, mm-hmm. you can take, you have your in-game character. Theoretically, and this is the idea, I can take the data for my character and make my character as a VTuber. So I could be yeah. my character on stream. When you add this concept with that, that will work perfectly as I'm talking. It will mirror my speech. You throw that in with Modulate, who they're also teamed up with for the voice masking, and I can sound however I want. Not just that, as Dennis pointed out last night, they have a system whereby, and it doesn't screw over the actors. This works really well for the actors, in Mm -hmm. fact. They can have George record language record saying certain words, phrases, and all like that to get a voice map for George. They can put that through modulate. Then they can have with with, running with the way the O3D stuff is, they can then, if you made a new quest, you can have Nagaztak say whatever you want him to say. George will still get a cut. So every time Nagaztak's Mm -hmm. used, George voice Nagaztak, it'll be licensed. So 
the voice actor will always get a cut, but they won't need to necessarily come in and do the work. They've already done the work and it just keeps getting reused and reused. So let's say, Calypso, you want to make a level. At the end of your level, Nagaztak rewards you with an item and gives a small little speech that you've picked up. You could have that happen. Yes. Um, I believe that that voice skinning technology um, was used recently in um a witcher 3 mod i think there's been some controversy around it um this modder created an entire mission fan-made mission or whatever um and it rather you know than having the money to shell out to to pay doug cockle and all the other voice actors thousands and thousands of dollars to hire them he um used this technology he typed what he wanted to say yeah yeah he uh, typed in what um, he wanted uh, Geralt and everything to say, and it he fed um, all the audio from Witcher Three and a bunch of other Witcher games like into the system, and it shuffled around to where it would be working sentences and it would sound like he's voice acting it. Um, and it's just it's mind blowing that the t- this technology exists now. It's difficult to fight against the onward march of tech, but yeah. I do the fact that with this system the actors will still get paid yes yes because all you need to the way you would uh, a way to set this up i think would be george goes into the booth and records thousands and thousands of hours of dialogue and just words you know he like literally reads the dictionary reads every single word in the dictionary like multiple ways uploads it to like uh like whatever website that dead house is going to host like you know um, paying these guys someone buys it george gets paid and then you have all this stuff that um, when you go into this software and type it in because george has recorded thousands and thousands of hours it'll read all that dialogue and form the sentences from it to where it'll just sound like it's natural acting like yeah. george is actually saying these things so that's a really awesome. good that's a really good way so that voice actors can get a lot more in perpetuity with the advancement of the new tech Mm-hmm. I do like that. So that way you're not stifling tech because of people, but people also aren't getting sidelined and taken advantage of and abused because yeah. there is good tech that's not making them need to work as much every day. If anything, it's a win-win on all sides. Oh, yeah, definitely. You have things like Cameo now for voice actors where you can pay mm-hmm. them to you know say some things and everything, which is cool. Um, and then that's like part of it. But now you have this other thing where th- they can, you know, get paid constantly by having someone buy their voice pack for like 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is, you know? So it's like they're uh, for the voice actors way. They just, it's just another way of income for them, which is, which is awesome. It's nice. Especially um, if you factor in community created content for all that stuff, you could, you know, potentially hire Simon Templeman, have him read a bunch of stuff, random crap. And then someone can get that in dead house as well. You know, you just buy the Simon voice pack. There you go. Oh, don't start that. You know, there's going to be some Kane oh, fan made stuff. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I know that one well under the current system. Sure. Did you ever, guys, ever watch the cartoon with the Roadrunner? Of course. Uh, did you know that the voice actor never recorded Meet Meet? She only recorded it one time and a one time deal for a low amount of dollars. Then they made it, the iconic sound reused it, and she never got anything extra, no royalties. No, not, I'd heard that before. I and I don't know how that. true that is or not, but it does sound like the kind of shady business that would have been happening back in oh, the yeah, day definitely. quite frequently. 
where they just like paid for the most minimum of everything. Mm-hmm. And I I don't support that, but unfortunately that's the way it went. Yeah, Although I don't think I think the way to structure it is um I mean, it would have to be an ethical way to do it. And I think yeah. the, the the way the only way to really do it is hey, we're going to pay you a f- we're going to hire you like a regular voice actor. We're just going to have you, you know, record a bunch of random crap. Okay, bam. So there's a fee. They get charged for that already. And then um, Mm. because this is your voice and someone's buying it, the only thing is, is you're going to get most of it, but we're going to take a percentage. So we still make money from it. Um, Criminal. As 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 is as it is to do. It's like it's our game or whatever. Um, Like if I was making a game and I wanted to hire George. I hire George. I pay him thousands of dollars. Um, he records the voice for me, but then I'm like, Hey George, do you want to do a voice pack for me? He's like, okay. So, um, I pay George another couple of thousand bucks. Um, he records a bunch of crap. Then George's voice pack is there. So anybody can buy it. Um, then they buy it for like 30 or 40 bucks. I take like maybe 10% or something and George gets the rest. Um, like that's the only real way I can factor this in. It's, it's almost like buying DLC, um, for voice acting. Like it's work. It's someone's work. Corinson saying doing it ethically is working against the profits, mate. Well, it is and it isn't. You can do it in such a way that everyone wins. I do love one thing, if you've noticed down here. Uh, do, 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 oh, yeah. Do, oh, yeah. It is changed. Cool. Those those were very quickly. Oh, three. Make sure. Because so, that's been waiting there. Yeah. There was another thing in front of that for a while. <laughs> I feel with this new engine, um, also the new the new commerce commerce to the industry will be willing to sign horrible deals without bad pay without bad payouts and no royalties to get in the industry eventually pushing yeah. out the oldies but goodies well that's that's what happens in every industry that's what happens with music or bands and all like that i remember mm-hmm. nikki six saying one of the best advice what's the best advice you can give to uh, an upcoming or a new musician he's like hold on to your masters they yeah. belong to you <laughs> yeah like i feel with um well with this this whole new engine and all the this is definitely going to be a game changer for the industry and i think now is the perfect time for it uh like 10 years ago with gamefly and on live and uh, even like the recent bombing that was stadia i feel they all had the right ideas but they're still trying to push out right games time. for that they're still trying to push that game for Stadia. I feel they all had the right ideas for it, but it wasn't the right time and you didn't have yeah. enough people behind the thing. Now we're at a like, point where this thing, this open engine here, everything is cloud-based, like the systems and the, all the technology that's being pushed out yeah. with Deadhouse and with this engine and everything else. It's it's We're going to see a shift eventually where all the big companies like Epic and um, you know Valve and, and all these other guys they're gonna they're gonna be like this is really cool and then um you have it's just another factor within the game industry and i think it'll be definitely something for the indie scene as well rather than relying on unity um this might be the next engine that all the indie developers like jump to um to use because it's free oh that'll be one of the main main things that pushes it forward yeah you only have a, a thing where this is the beginning of it and it can only get higher and it, it i mean where where it will go is 
you know, remains to be seen, but I think it'll be definitely a game changer for the industry with people trying to, you know, advance technology and the gaming system. And especially with all these big companies wanting to make as much money as possible, you know, they're going to latch onto this thing and try to milk it for all it's worth in some way, shape or form. But nobody's going to nobody's going to jump onto whatever they do. I, I still have to love at that. Like I've read some of the comments earlier. Let's see. Can I pull it up here? Uh, I'm still flabbergasted. People are like they want to criticize this because you've got your epic fanboys and all these other ones and all like that. Can I just point out? Here's our vampire. Here's my boy, mm-hmm. Lord Zoran. That's an in-game model for a free to play ARPG. That's story driven. Those yeah. words make games companies' heads go. They can't figure it out, even though the vast majority of the top games in the world right now making the most money are free to play. People are like, oh, but there's stupid mobile games. Fortnite, Apex Legends, Warframe, Pillars of Eternity. There's dozens. That's the way it's going. This is how it's done. People are just shocked at the free. We shall call him We Shook. <laughs> but yeah, like this is the way it's designed. As like, keep in mind, guys, you want to check out any of this stuff, head on over to deadhousesonata.com. You see in the corner mm-hmm. there, like they, you'd get the high because like th- this stream compression's crap. It's never going to be as good as you go and check this out on your own monitor. It looks nuts. Like I've seen this guy move. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Like um, it's the, I think once again, I don't think um, this, is, this is definitely something that um, it's, it's like the uh, 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 what is it? Like the Jesus theory, you know, you have to see it to believe it or whatever. Doubting um, Thomas. Yeah. Doubting Thomas. Thank you. Um, it's going to be like, I still, even though we have a, a actually moving the gas tack, doing the old world speech in this new engine, I still can't believe it. You know what I mean? My brain hasn't processed that this is real yet. So it's, and the fact that a lot of us um, and a lot of the, the general public are used to, as Dennis says, you know, people are really used to seeing games three months before they're shipped and they just say it's an alpha version or whatever. Oh, yeah. really hey, who wants to better test the game, even yeah. though it's ready to go out the door? So yeah. but the fact that you can dive into this, this engine right now, it's on the GitHub and like open it and download it and see everything that it has to offer at this point in time is um, just phenomenal. I think it's a really great thing for the industry to do especially for like up and coming developers or enthusiasts and everything like that. And when you have a company like Linux, when you have the dude who runs yes. Linux is behind this, that means it can only be a good thing because it's friggin' Linux. Finally, Linux users, something for Linux. Yes. Right? And the funny part is, I think it's because a lot of people like people are doubting and I'm not, throwing shade on that because people have gotten burnt with a lot of games lately right so like uh, chronicles of illyria you know certain uh people who want to sell tiles on a grid of google maps uh (laughs) not naming names but i could understand that that's where the funny part of the fact that this is free to play no one needs to put any money down on this you will get to play this you won't get to play in the first age, but third age, gates are kicked open. This is free to play. 
this is going to be a free-to-play thing. And I distinctly remember you're saying people don't believe this. They have the whole Doubting Thomas scenario. I remember showing people Warframe on my PlayStation 4. On the PS4 now, mind you. Not PC, not PC. Mm-hmm. PS4. People didn't believe it. They're like, this can't be free-to-play. It is. Yeah. They just yeah. couldn't believe the concept because, oh, what is it? Is it like do you have to buy loot boxes or something? No, no. Mm-hmm. They have an ethical business model. Yeah, we're so and at that point. Apocalypse is, is going to be even more ethical. Mm-hmm. We're at that point still where I, I don't think I think it's going to take a really long time for people to finally to get over that that uh, hill of free to play is bad and free to play is yeah. evil because the companies right now behind free to play games aren't very ethical about it um, minus the, the warframe guys mm. um like so there's that stigma there and it's not going to go away for a long time until you know something starts to show actual change um and i'm not you know i'm not jinxing it here or cr- knock on wood or crossing my fingers or whatever but um i think that this open 3d engine and just the whole linux guys behind it and the, the fact that you have dennis and a bunch of other companies, you know, openly supporting this and trying to push this forward to make it the new thing means that it'll actually get somewhere and that it'll, it'll start to be, it'll be a really slow change, but it'll be a change nonetheless. And yes, Scara, I totally agree with you that, um, that this engine may result in less pixelated and like eight bit throwback games, um, because of the visual fidelity that you can get out of this. Like mm. uh, Atomic Heart is one of the games that I've been hoping for and looking forward to for a really long time um, by by a, like an indie Russian studio, but they're using a really powerful visual, uh, like they're using like Unreal whatever for, and they're using RTX and everything for Atomic Heart. Now that indie studio or indie studios in general can use something like this and get visual quality that looks this good without having to break the bank for it, you know? And I think that's the main selling point. You won't have to break the bank for it because there is no selling point. It's free, you know? You're only limited by your own art. Yeah, exactly. You're only limited by your own artistic vision. I think the easiest way to explain this, and I said this to you earlier, Mike, is that um, with this engine, imagine all the Unity asset developers and all the Unreal Engine asset developers who just go in, make a bunch of crap, and then try to sell it on the Unreal store or the Unity store. Imagine they all got together and started to build their own engine and work on it themselves. That's that's pretty much this. That's going to be the way it goes in the future. You're yeah. going to see like Etsy or Fiverr yeah versions of hey i i can make you soldiers or hey you know i can i can make you these characters and whatnot and for your video game Mm -hmm. so you'll be able to have those put in that in itself if you just use the whatever 3d sculpting tool you want for these things that will like you could go with a career in that like mm-hmm. alone. So you could have someone that literally all they do all day, you take back to open 3D. I design characters. That's all I do. And I can make them. And instead of having to worry about getting a job with a company or putting up a portfolio, hey, look, I make characters for O3D. Uh, here's them on like Etsy, Five or whatever. I charge this amount for them. You know, send me X amount of bucks. I'll send you the file. You can use this in your video game. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. use them alone. Um, Scar it's already happening, happening with, v- with VTuber models. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, 
So this. imagine your own OC VTuber that's also your character in your video game. Yeah. Oh god, how long before PewDiePie has one? Uh, I'm surprised he doesn't already, but he he might soon. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it's 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 an un, I think it's an untapped. I don't want to say market. Uh, rather untapped. It's not untapped. It's just it's just a. Uh, it's a new it genre of work. Seen, yeah, there you go. A new genre of work. And it's something. Yeah, it's a new genre of work. We've we've developed because of this. Of because of this pandemic and because of the way the world has changed lately, the idea of freelancing, work, a mixture of working from home and freelancing is now become like a weird version of a meta freelancing. So you could be working with multiple companies, but you still work from home with your own workstation using your stuff to do different things. And like it's opened up a lot of companies to work. Like I think it's hilarious because I keep seeing it here. There's lots of companies that want to move to getting people to go back into the office. You prove mm-hmm. people can work from home. You have improved your workload while taking mountains of stress on your, off your employees. Why would you ever want to change that? Mm-hmm. The vast majority has shown the productivity went up and so did happiness when people were able to work from home. So if you don't need to be in a factory, you know, stamping things and all like that, if there's the ability for people to work from home, that should be the future. I've been a big advocate of that for years. And if people want to and have the ability to, it should be there. This allows for that. The problem, I would say the problem with um, not working from home and rather uh, working in an office would be, um, okay, everybody is side by side. So rather than, you know, having to wait for um, Bob or John to answer an email or a message on Slack um, of whether this concept art is good enough, or whether the character model is good enough or whatever. I can just be like, Hey, Bob or John, is this good enough? And like, they're right next door to me in my cubicle. That's the only advocate I can see for people wanting to work in an office. But at the exact same time, the counterpoint to that is you have Slack um, and you can just email them. And yes, because you can't micromanage your employees. Exactly. Um, that's the whole thing. I think there's some creative space where it's okay to have an office or whatever. And if that's your thing, um, the, the, the creative outlet that you get within an office and with everybody by each other, um, works because that, that flow is there. It's a constant flow. Um, but when, when you're at home, it's kind of like everyone's chill laid back. Um, and you know, they're doing their own thing, which is fine. So, but, the, but like, that's the whole other thing. You can't micromanage your employees, which is. That's which the is funny like part there. Positive. We got Scottish, Scottish Geeks plays. Uh, yep. I just finished recording four characters for an audiobook from our couch. More relaxed. Yes. More relaxed. Funny story to that, Calypso. Uh, Scottish Geeks here actually done some work on an audiobook with our very own vampire, Chris. That's awesome. <laughs> very small world. That's awesome. I've been trying to get into audiobook reading forever. It's just uh, I'm I'm really you've lazy. got the voice for it, dude. I'm really lazy, and like reading a book hurts my eyes. <laughs> You're it's arguing like, introvert versus extrovert just, sensibilities. Yeah. Yes and no. I do think I've known plenty of extroverts who work from home. They do it well, you know. Yeah, extrovert. I always found that weird because technically, if you're a Twitch streamer, you're both. 
Yeah, you're both. You have to be able you're to. You're an extrovert, but I don't want to be around anyone. Just me in here on my own, on my computer. But I want to be in front of lots of people talking. Yes. Gaming. Why do you think the middle management, HR, and upper management don't want to don't want the drones to work from home and show they are obsolete? Also mm -hmm. true, I suppose. The whole I think the whole thing is that um if everyone's working from home, you can't manage like their hours. And you can maybe even work your own hours. Um, personally, for me, when I put out videos or whatever, I'm a, I'm a late night kind of guy. I literally laze around all day, play video games and watch right TV. Right here. And then I work on videos at like 10 or 11 at night. And then I upload them the next day. Or, um, or I bang them out within like an hour really quickly. And that's my work for today. You know, and it's like a rush job. There's no, I have no real set schedule of when I do things. The whole thing with working in an office is that, oh, you got to wake up at six in the morning and you're there until nine at night and yada, 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 yada. It's the worst thing ever. So I never understand companies. Work I, done, yeah, I don't understand <clears throat> companies' ideas for it, man, because like, okay, you've got commuting. That's its own pain in the ass. Yes. Then like the cost and all the issues around that, whether you're the kind of person that has to take the bus or maybe you own a car. So that's more expense wear and tear on the car, petrol, yada, yada, right? Mm -hmm. So then we get to the office. You have to bring your lunch or you have to buy your lunch. There you go. Now we've got a building. Everyone's in the building. The company has to pay for the building. They have to heat the building. They have security before the building, all of this stuff. They can just get rid of that. Yeah, exactly. So why would why you want why, you have more they money potentially going towards your game, your big budget game or whatever, if you don't pay for an office? I don't get it. You have thousands upon thousands or even millions of dollars saved by not paying for the electricity bill, by not paying for the building um, license or the whatever. Building, rent on insurance, the building, insurance, having to pay for security guards, yeah. uh, security systems, locking <clears throat> systems, people coming in and out, receptionists, post office clerks, canteen staff, yeah. all of this crazy stuff that just isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. The only, like I said, I think the only argument I see with, uh, an office is a good thing is that all the creative people that are working on your game are all in the same space. So you have kind of an energy there and a flow that you don't get when everyone is working at home, you know? Well, that's a counter argument. That's, that's an acceptable, but that's an acceptable argument. I could see, okay, well, there is an issue. Now, how do we deal with that? You know, I can see those arguments, but a lot of them have just gone to, no, we have to go back to this way. Why? Because that's how it's done. That's not an argument though, is it? Mm -hmm, that's exactly. just you like throwing your toys out of the pram because you want your way irrelevant of how other people feel yeah and then the other thing is um scar brings this up what about mechanics and you know the the, the, the dirty job guys like what about well i mean that's that's a oh that's yeah a no there's go thing. yeah there's like, always going to be jobs that can't be done from home like for example barbers i know there's some people that work with uh, having a barber like come to their house I mean, or maybe the barber yeah, works from home but i mean physical jobs still exist and until it ever gets to the point where those are automated, although I still think there'll always be a percentage of human jobs that require a human touch, mm -hmm. uh, those are fine. You know, you, the barber will still be the barber. The mechanic will still be the mechanic. But like the poor drones in call centers, I know I'm going to throw my hand up. I've been one. I'd say mm -hmm. most people have at yeah. some point or another worked yep. in a call center. Would it really have mattered that much to work from home? Because I've done those jobs from home as well. They're almost as bad. No, but at least there's the comfort of doing it from home. There's a lot of call centers now that are, it's just from home. They send you a little box. Um, you hook it up to a monitor and you plug everything in and boom, there you go. 
there's yeah. your computer and there's your system and everything's there and you just work from home. And then like, it's the Amazing. easiest thing ever. I did it for a couple months and all you, you put on a television show or whatever and just wait for a call and there you go. Easiest, the, easiest the, 15 bucks of my life. The, the, the relaxation, the fact that it made the job so much easier. And I know they say you have to get dressed and you have to do this, that, and the other to make sure to get yourself into the mental headspace of going to work. But the fact that I can rock up to work in the morning in the PJ pants, man, that uh, in the comfy pants, you know, the comfy around the house pants, yeah. not necessarily PJ pants, but you know, the fluffy ones you wear around Got the house. Got them on right now. Got them on yeah. right now. The fact that you could work all day like that. It's so much better on the comfort scale, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's it's easier for the mind. <clears throat> I think a lot of people stress and freak out, you know, if you're in an office, and it's a it's a definite. Um, the moment people get to work and clock in, they want to go home immediately. But if you're home already, that set that feeling is it there because you're home already. Mm. So the only thing is, is like, okay, well, I better get to work now. That that's it. That's yeah, it. Well, that's, that's, that's your I can't own wait to get off work. I can't wait to get on break or whatever when you're in an office or something. Yeah. I've, <clears throat> I've worked with some of those people. Now it does take a certain level of maturity, but you assume mm -hmm. after a certain age, most people have that. Unfortunately, there are those that don't, there are some people that can't work from home because they just won't be able to leave the PlayStation alone. You know, yeah. you're just like, I've, I've actually been in those meetings where we're waiting for a meeting to start to just hear the, the it's the unforgettable noise of the PS4 that, <laughs> you know, and the noise is like, dude, come on. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're trying to be a little bit professional, you know, and easier to have a cooling shower when you get to work. Exactly. Yeah. You know, any, any of the thing, I definitely think it definitely helps quite a bit being able to work from home and the advantages of being able to do that over other things. Now it's not for everyone, but I think it should be a primary option if people choose to. Yeah, definitely. If you're in that field, but for example, like I said, mechanics, hairdressers, those things aren't that option. But if you're a mechanic, you know, that's not an option. <laughs> you're aware, you know? Yeah. Now all the way back to what we're doing oh yes the one last thing i wanted to bring up is uh we've mentioned it a few times now don't forget to check out last night's stream which would have been from the 7th of the 7th if you go on to the youtube page for dead house sonata again d-e-a-d-h-a-u-s-s-o-n-a-t-a -A -A. you need to check out the latter half of the stream well you should check out the whole stream because it's it, listening to Dennis go on about this engine, who will sell it and explain it far better than mm -hmm. we ever could. Yeah, definitely. But towards the latter end, there is the turnarounds for the characters. And there was a little surprise character. I'm not going to pull up because I think you should go check it out. Ah, but yes. who is the surprise, Calypso? Yes, uh, you actually get to see uh, the Banshee in um, yesterday's stream. Again, it's on the Dead House YouTube. Um, it's still, it's not fully finished. Um, even Dennis says it's not fully finished, but the, but the rough work that they have there for it is astounding. I fell in love all over again. I think she's beautiful. I think all the lighting is amazing. Her eyes are just hypnotic. Um, it's, oh man, it's so good. The Banshee is amazing. You get to see, the I think I can, think I can head. pull up, I can pull up a particular, uh, friend of ours is Twitter. And we'll we'll just give it just a little preview. Just yeah, just a bit, just a bit. It's so it's so good. Yeah. Oh baby, oh baby. She's so good. 
I highly recommend checking out that stream guys and seeing the Banshee. Even this rough, rough work of her is still super, super good. That's the unfinished in-game model, but can you see those cores? Look at that. Yeah, the fact that you can see... Just as a shout-out, thanks to Shiny Bree. This is from Shiny's Twitter. Mm -hmm. She was on the post. Just giving fair shout-out. That's that's her girl. When a field old Pokemon Go is five years old. I know. Oh, my God. I'm one of those people that downloaded it at the beginning. Yes. Mm. Wow. she looks dangerous those she eyes does. look dead she That's she does scary. i love it i love it i think the lighting works really well it's great it's a, Dude, and she now, looks this, like she'd eat you alive and this <laughs> is this is just her uh i guess physical form not even her her full yeah different banshee like um uh, spectral form or whatever like that's oh man i can't wait to see that one but yes check out the stream check out the full model this is just an up close face version um deadhousesonata.com uh the streams on youtube guys check it all out check it all out it's amazing go check out the o3d <laughs> i love that clip so i said she would eat you alive dude and, and Sarah had to comment at some wood letter <laughs> Bow, chicka, bow, bow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think that this might be it. I think, think so. This will be it for the stream, guys. Thanks for watching. Those on Spotify and RSS, thanks for listening. Um, you can follow Dead House Sonata at deadhousesonata.com. That's H A U S, like Bauhaus. Um, deadhousesonata.com. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram at deadhousegame. Um, you can follow our lovely host, Faceless Mike, on Twitch um, at at uh, what's what's your Twitch man at Twitch Twitch TV forward slash the Faceless Mike and, and on Twitter at the Faceless Mike and on Instagram. Instagram trust me, Mike. there's two Faceless Mikes in the world. One's the guitarist from Los Angeles. The other's me. You're not going to mix us up. Yep. <laughs> I am Calypso. You can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Necrolibriatus. I also have a YouTube channel where I post a bunch of Dead House Sonata news and a bunch of other random videos. Um, that's also the Necrolibriatus pandemic. Oh, I might be changing it. There's a, there's um, a, there's a question yeah. for you there, Calypso, before we go. What is it? Uh, what is on your mic? Oh, this is my bat friend. <laughs> this is my little my little uh, bat friend. Me, me. <laughs> Um, he's, he, he's got uh, his he's little bat friend. Buddy. He's my streaming Oh yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, you're just. <laughs> right. Yes, my little bat friend hangs around here, and uh, and is is my little stream buddy. It's his um, mo- his emotional support bat. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, he's very soft, very soft. Uh, but yes, um, yes. Follow me on uh, on uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, the Necrolibriatus. Um, if you Google De- or if you YouTube Deadhouse Sonata, pretty sure the only thing you're going to come up with is the actual Deadhouse Sonata official pages and me. Yep. Um, uh, actually, I've done it quite frequently, and it shows up with some Deadhouse, mostly the Necrolibertas, and then way down the line, it's both of us here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good. So, way down there, the buddy. line. We're, we're, we're fighting that algorithm. We're fighting uphill on that algorithm. Eventually, we'll get it. A, pl- a plushy roast chicken. I mean, there could be a TY Beanie Baby roast chicken. I might have to look at I bet you any money after this stream, I'm going to Google that. I'm there gonna, is yeah, a TY totally roast, roast chicken. I'm gonna, I'm, I might totally have to get is. it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, yes, thanks for joining us, guys. This has been Deadhouse Whispers. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place. 
Um, if Godzilla was bitten by a vampire, would it become Vampzilla or be more like Spider-Man because it's a radioactive lizard getting bitten by a vampire? That is a question. That's a question <laughs> for the ages, right? Okay, y'all need to join the Deadhouse Discord and continue yes. that question yes, in there because I want to know the answer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Find uh, Deadhouse not on Discord. It's everywhere. We're everywhere. Thanks for watching. Deadhouse Whispers. See you guys all in the next one. See ya.